What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! Who like to get high? Ten freaky, ten freaky, ten freaky. This is for my bitches who like to get high. Ten freaky hoes, ten, ten freaky hoes. This is for my homies who like to get high. Ten freaky, ten freaky, ten freaky. This is for my bitches who like to get high. Ten freaky hoes, ten, ten freaky hoes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment. <laughs> Of the uh, TPS Reports podcast. And we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. Woof! We back. Woof! God. <laughs> I can, like, hear... My, my, my neighbor can hear this right now. Good. I know, because I can Good. hear them fumbling around in the bathroom. Good. <laughs> uh, that was the one thing that actually was stuck in my head from last week's episode. This is for my niggas who like to get high. <laughs> ten freaky! Ten freaky! Ten freaky! Ten freaky. Featuring the announcer from SNL. <laughs> <laughs> Ten freaky hoes. G.E. Smith on the <laughs> Saturday Night Live hoes. <laughs> yeah, we we shortchanged huge erection last week. This was their request. Let me hit you with a tail and shit. Yeah. White bitch named Michelle and shit. No lips, pretty tail and shit. Suck the nigga dick up at the shell and shit. The bit is here to stay. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, I'll, the poll has I'll, I'll live with breathed it. new life into it for me. I wonder how many people. I didn't look at how many people actually voted in that poll. Oh, it could have been like twenty-one. <laughs> six and, people. And most of them. <laughs> Four said keep it. Two said don't. Yeah, how's everybody doing out there? Uh, don't forget, you guys. The Palmer Squares are performing live in Chicago, March eleventh. That's a Saturday night at Martyrs. Tickets are on sale right now. Tickets on sale now. Had to get that in off top. We're gonna have to rehearse. We're gonna have to like relearn a bunch of songs. Right. When's the last time we had a show? It wasn't that long ago. I know, but it wasn't like a Palmer Squares. The dispensary. Long ass. Yeah, that was forty minutes. Fucking crushed it. Thirty minutes in and out. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Ten Brigga out. Ten Ten Brigga out. When you're as good as us, it's just muscle memory, dude. We should by this point have an opener. <laughs> yeah, we're still working on support for this we're show. We're still waiting on Redinho and 100 to reply. Yeah, somebody get Redinho on the horn. That'd be cool. <laughs> the song rules. Thanks, huge erection. I did, um, this weekend I went through the opening of, like, the past 200 episodes, and I made a list, a comprehensive been doing... list of every intro song I've done, so I don't have to wonder anymore. So what, you're going to keep a, a pencil and paper? Like, What's well, on my It's still going to be... I'll make a, a playlist for the people. It's, I mean, the, the playlist isn't going to make much sense because they're just the real versions of the songs. Yeah, people want to know. I guess. Mostly us when we record, and, and it's, have I done this yet? Yes. <laughs> we want to know. The people want to know. We're people. Uh, Painstaking effort, though, went way further back than I thought I would have to. Yeah, how many... So what episode number did you start doing the emo intro bit? Like around... 50. I thought it was way well into the 100s. Yeah. I thought it was episode like 10. 10 freaky. 
Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know it went that far back. I thought we were already doing this for like 100 or 150 episodes before we started that. To your Should surprise, I only had one repeat. It used to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the repeat? In about 200 episodes worth, can you guess the one? Didn't we and call when you I did on it? it? You called me on it. It was Doobie Ashtray. Doobie Ashtray. Yeah, the one repeat. 420 came around every year. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, did I do Doobie Ashtray? Uh, yeah. So, speaking of every year. It was, a, it was fun. It was a fun activity for me. I got to relive a lot of intros. Yeah. Had to Google, do the lyric Google test for a lot of songs. Like future high tech or something. Puffing on the Zooties. Puffing on Zooties. Uh, yeah, well, give the people what they want. They want the bit. Yeah. They're wrong, but we adhere to them. Yes. Uh, I did notice, too, I should have maybe reminded you, but uh, we're out of whiskey, so for the obits. You did remind me. What's that? Saturday night when we powed up the end of it. Look behind you. Whoa! Oh! Dude! Who restocked? How'd you do that? It's like a David Blaine trick. It's like, where's my watch? It's on the other side of this yeah. glass mirror. I waited till you were taking a <laughs> shit. And I came wow. in and I stocked up. I was actually saying it from a positive place because I'm doing parched March. Right. I'm going to not drink for... I did it last March and it's been an entire year already. So I was like, I should probably try that again. Yes. Because I have not gone a month without... It's healthy. But I'm actually it's not going to go a month because I know I'm going to have a... I'm giving myself one freebie. One freebie, one freebie. <laughs> then you should go from March 12th to April 12th. No. I'm giving myself a freebie and go. Also, I wasn't going to drink today, so that was already. I have a few day head start at the end of February here, but uh, it's a show. It's our Palmer Squares headliner. I'm going to have some beers. They're free. If you make me pull up by my lonesome. Um, I, I mean, technically, it's still February where I am, but uh, my grandpa's calling. Should I let it? Should I let it go to voicemail? Uh, put him on speaker. This could be the end. Then <laughs> <laughs> freaky. Hello, hello. M took my small walker to a bike shop. <laughs> I told you it's going to cost money. They're not going to do it for free. He got a new walker, and he doesn't like it. He wants to use his old one, but the brakes don't work. And I got my... And it works just like the big one. Hell yeah. Brakes. Hell yeah! I squeeze it, and the brakes work. And when I stop, I and I, for any reason, I lower the brakes just like on the big one. Right. Hell yeah. and, 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 it st- and it stops. Hell yeah. yeah! Now you just got to, you know, remember to walk kind of closer no, to it. And I uh, absolutely, that's my mistake. By pushing it, I got to walk with it. Right, you let it get too far ahead of you. Okay, right, a simple small, wrong would have done just fine. But then... bulky. Yeah. And it... M, I asked him how much was it. And she said it didn't cost anything. No way. Well, she's not, and she just took off. She's buying me a chicken, some eggs. Hell yeah! And, uh, and some, a uh, few big gator eggs. What is your damage, little boy? Well, hell yeah. Hell yeah! Good to All know. Right. All right, I just thought I, I, it's, at, at your age and in your world, this cannot be put on the number one. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I don't have a lot going on. All right, sweetheart. Go ahead. All right, love you. Yeah, I love you too. I wanted to call you and let you know I got the little one back. And, and I, uh, well, we'll, we'll, if it breaks down, then it goes in the garbage. Right, we'll go from there. Okay. All righty. 
right. We'll talk to you See soon. You next Sunday. Yes, sir. Bye, bye. Bye for now. Love you big time. Love you too. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's almost as if the universe is sending us every signal this week that we just shouldn't <laughs> do an episode. No, that was good. Fucking old man just needs to let me know. Busy with text conversations. We got the family on the horn. Look, he's ninety-two. He doesn't have a lot to inform people about. So yeah, anything happens, he's gotta. I'm glad to know. Um, I got him some chicken wings last night before I left. What's your thing now? I get home. He calls me up to tell me they weren't that great, but <laughs> to thank me. Ungrateful. <laughs> Doing it, nerd. No, he's like, it's just how he is, but he's just like, he's saying like, thanks. But he's like, were they the best chicken wings? Of course not. But I'm happy you got them for me. I'm like, all right, I didn't make them. Damn. Well, it's good to know that's offense. never going to change in life. <laughs> no matter how old you get, you do want it better. You do expect more. Yeah. Well, the chicken wings weren't great, but you know, I'm 92, so I've Look, had good ones. They weren't great. Yeah. What I'm trying to say here is I don't know if I'm going to drink today. I feel like I already got a couple day head start. Right. And that was going to account for my one freebie at the show if I have some beers, which I will. One freebie. One freebie. One, one freebie, freebie. One freebie. But I remember last March doing it. It was miserable. It shouldn't be. That's the whole thing. <laughs> not drinking for a month should not be like the no. worst month of my year, which it wasn't. But like, it gets to that nightly thing where like, not that I'll drink every night, but on the nights where you want to drink, you just start going like, no, 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 I'm, I'm not. I can't. I'm, I made this goal. It's, it's parched March. And it, the rest of the night just sucks oh, after yeah. that instinct. They're just like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it feels it. good to exercise some self-discipline. I was saying the opposite. I was saying it feels bad, but uh, I, I make myself do it. Um, You'll get over the hump. Yeah, the first 10-day hump, and then I just <laughs> break for a day because that's the <laughs> rules I made up. Um, what else? In the news. Uh, in the news this week, Donald Trump buys McDonald's. for. Uh, he goes to Mickey D's. That's right. He bought McDonald's for the whole uh, Trump. I don't think he bought McDonald's for the whole town. He bought it for the first responders. Uh, in the news, Trump ignores all people but first responders in McDonald buying effort. No, he brought like that fucking impression sucks this week, dude. He brought like add it to the list. A bunch of uh, goods, water, blankets, canned goods. Former President Donald Trump ordered a quote nice array end quote of McDonald's. That's just saying, like, we can't, like, legally call this food nice. Right. Like, the array was, or was it all McDoubles? Like, they, it wasn't much of an array. Like, it was just they one liked item. It. They were happy with it. Uh, for first responders and residents of East Palestine, Ohio. It is Ohio. On Wednesday. And uh, I'm so dumb when I first read it, even though I've heard about this story. Well, you thought he went to the fucking yep. Israel and Palestine? 100% He's I did. brokering a peace deal with McDonald's? Thought he went to Palestine <laughs> and McDo uh, McDonald's in Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's an easy, I, easy mistake. I just learned about <laughs> the name of a city in Ohio. Uh, hello, everybody. What's your specialty today? The 76-year-old former president told the woman running the register at the crowded eatery in the town that's been... <laughs> such a long sentence. In the crowded eatery crowded of the eatery. woman behind the register in the town that's been on edge since the uh, February 3rd toxic train derailment. You remember when you had to write a paper and it had to be a certain amount of words? Yeah, that's how journalists have to... You call McDonald's like... An eatery? <laughs> what, did, what did it say? Just what say kind McDonald's. Of eatery? It, was, it was a crowded... A crowded eatery? 24-hour eatery. At mid-afternoon in the crowded 24-hour eatery. Yes. Like, you mean McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Uh, the dad joke was followed by Trump complimenting the, quote, nice, beautiful-looking group of people uh, behind the counter. <laughs> that being in quotes makes sense. Do you see these monsters? Um behind the counter and in the kitchen of what is known to be one of his most beloved fast food joints. Uh, I guess it, 
I think there was a video, but I saw he said he knows the menu better than anybody in there. He's like, <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> um, he says, so I know this menu better than you do. I probably know it better than anybody in here. Trump told the McDonald's employees. I still employees. doubt that. I know he's fat and everything, but he's a millionaire. He should get his own meal. How often Can I get a number 45? Um, knock it out fast for us. We'll be eating it on the plane back. A hungry Trump requested. Uh, anyways, what else has there been like national aid? That, uh, that I, I haven't read about. Like FEMA, we have to have done something. I do believe FEMA is now there, and Pete Buttigieg went like the day after this. Regardless, Trump was like the first guy. I thought he was on the other side of the world, and it turns out it's the state right next to ours. He's um, <laughs> he did beat everyone there, and he's he's not even like he doesn't have anything to do with politics anymore. Yeah, he's just a rich guy who half the country hates. Well, I mean, next, the, next year, the entire or the end town of this of year Palestine is going to be. Loves well, yeah, it's a it is a political move because is, is he not going to be pushing a campaign by before the end of this year? Most likely, absolutely. You know, also so it looks good. He early. did scale back on regulations during his administration that very well may have caused this accident. True, but, but never mind that he <laughs> brought he brought a bunch of aid. No, it's a great point. <laughs> he brought a bunch of aid though. No, it's uh, this is hearts and minds. They've been uh, really trying to play it down with stuff like this. Like fat guy goes and gets McDonald's for people, right? Uh, but it's this is about hearts and minds. And in a town like East Palestine, he's absolutely winning hearts and minds. And bellies. <laughs> and bellies. And, and filling empty bellies and of Palestine. Belly to belly. Uh, he handed out 13 pallets of Trump-branded spring water. He couldn't just get some, like... So you know that shit's toxic. Some Aquafina. <laughs> so what is the, like... I'm sure you know more than I do about... Not, not very much. ...the train derailment. Because, like, I didn't realize it was such a eco-hazard. Like, somehow right. the water is, like... So the train with chemical like had like five cars I want to say carrying toxic loads, (laughs) (laughs) loads, Um, which all like uh, spilled into the air and and uh, caught on fire. They claimed that they, after it crashed, they burned the toxic chemicals in a quote controlled burn. I guess there's no such thing as a controlled burn. Just like particles in the air being blown by the wind over right. to the neighbor's so house. So I, I saw a thing from a environmental, uh, I don't know what exactly you would qualify the guy as, but uh, he's in he's in the town like testing water samples. He says that like in a in a lot of like big court cases when they need like a uh, you know lab forensics, he's like a guy they call. So he's there, and he was explaining how like. Um, there's I don't know the wording because again I'm not that much smarter than you but he's basically saying that like what whatever they described as a controlled burn is impossible to be a controlled burn he said like a hundred miles down the way there is a facility where they do you know get rid of uh, toxic chemicals in in a controlled manner and when you do that you do it like in a big furnace you do it somewhere where you can control the the airflow and the temperature to make sure that you're getting absolute total combustion. You can't do that in in the open air. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um but yeah, a bunch of shit got out and now like the the it's look like Thank you. Put it in some terms I can <laughs> understand. Like a bunch seeping, of shit got out. Seeping into the groundwater and and uh Yeah, I see here uh federal teams providing flyers to East Palestine families and conducting health surveys following <laughs> toxic train wreck. Uh this article East Palestine residents worry 
Rashes, headaches, and other symptoms may be tied to chemicals from train crash. West Liverpool downriver, and that's where they burn hazardous waste. And in a hazardous waste uh, situation, they very carefully control the temperature and the amount of oxygen so that they get complete combustion, right? It's time, temperature, and, and amount of the air fuel ratio. There's no controlling of the amount of air that gets in there. That's why you saw all that soot. So it's not a controlled burn because a controlled burn would have to be like in a furnace or in your car or some system where you control the fuel. Hot boxing. So they didn't do that. So it's an uncontrolled burn. One of the worst ways to uh, determine exposure in general is to smell it because if you smell the odor, guess what? You're already exposed. But you're in Ohio, so how do you know (laughs) if it smells shittier? Uh, anyways, yeah, people are getting bronchitis, nausea, sore throats, respiratory issues, mm-hmm. and it would be crazy to assume they're unrelated. So, right, not good, not a good look. Funny, I wasn't it's nauseous like and have a fucking migraine and feel like my head was going to blow up seven days ago. Right, and like how a wildfire in California can cause haze in the Midwest and shit. You know, yeah, there's a lot of the haze atmosphere. In California. Uh, so yeah, that's just probably everywhere. It's not just Ohio. I found this interesting. But it, it also is also interesting, even though it's a good move. But it's like there, there's one thing everyone knows about McDonald's, even though we all choose to eat it and give it to our kids and stuff. It's like it's bad for you, right? That and his, the, the solution for something that's making people feel worse is like I don't know if it's I'll a get, solution, not a solution. It's a but gesture, a, but the gesture is here's more poison. Right. That's a fat million. But we're all like, yeah, that's how you, you win got my vote. the hearts and minds in America. Unfortunately, if Donald Trump would have gone door to door in East Palestine with fucking you know, bundles of broccoli. People would be not be out of town. as pleased. They take that shit to actual East Palestine. Um, I started following on Instagram. There's an account called Real News No Bullshit. They're a good uh, independent news source. Fake bullshit <laughs> or, uh, news. On the ground in East Palestine. And they put out this interesting breakdown with um, the CEO of Norfolk Southern who owns the, the train that crashed. Norfolk Southern. So the CEO has done interviews, and he's been very sparse with who he grants interviews to. Um, Norfolk Southern is, uh, their largest shareholder is a company called BlackRock Inc., who we have brought up once before when talking about Neil Young pulling his music from Spotify. Yeah. His music had all been purchased by Hypnosis Music Group, who are owned by BlackRock Inc. BlackRock Inc. is this fucking disgusting did i make a joke back then about black rockers stealing from white artists being ironic uh they're like this couldn't reach the soundboard i needed help (laughs) with that one (laughs) like this gross uh corporation who's like their whole purpose is to buy up assets and eventually like own everything in the world yeah um they have roughly 8.5 the american dream (laughs) eventually own everything in the world yeah they're buying up like all the real estate in america so 50 years from now like blackrock will be everyone's landlord (laughs) um they have uh roughly 8.5 trillion dollars in assets it's their whole purpose is to just buy shares in companies and then own them and have a majority stake and get to dictate what happens so blackrock owns the majority share in norfolk southern the uh, CEO of Norfolk Southern has only done interviews with CNN, uh, CNBC, Seabass, uh, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, uh, NBC, CNN, USA Today, and WKBN, which I think is a local news station in East Palestine, Ohio, and then once with, with PBS. PBS is the only company that he's done an interview with that doesn't have ties to BlackRock. So BlackRock owns... 
16 million shares of Norfolk Southern. That's 7% of the company. BlackRock owns 327 million shares of the Comcast Corporation who own NBC. BlackRock owns 42 million shares of Warner Media Company who owns CNN. I know you're just reading facts right now, but you're still going to get shit from that guy who messaged like, a lot of conspiracy talk on the podcast lately. I think he, was, pro- Rock he was promoting it. No, that guy wants more. Oh, he wanted more. I thought he was oh, criticizing. Yeah, he does. Okay, well, he's going to love this. <laughs> and then they Cold also, BlackRock owns 23 million shares of Gannett Co. Inc. who own USA Today. Oh, and 3 million shares of Nextdoor Media Group who own WKBN News Station. So in summation, what? Like, what, is that? what does that mean for BlackRock and why the guy who has been selective, you're saying, with his who he chooses to be interviewed by? So the CEO of Norfolk Southern he, is only doing interviews with companies who are majority owned by BlackRock, by the company who majority owns his company. Gotcha. It's almost like he's being directed who and who not to talk to. Yeah. Because certain, you know, uh, news outlets who are captured might not be willing to press the issue. Well, there's still even the CNN headline and stuff. I'm just reading. It's not good. They're saying like, yeah, we're getting bronchitis. It's definitely not good. Right. There's only so, so much you can hide. They're not hide. spinning it like it's... And a- there's only so many people you, you can, you know, capture. Yeah. Especially when people's like entire swaths of people's water supplies are tainted. Right. Because also it's saying, you know, and obviously we don't need a headline to tell this, but it's like Ohio train derailment could become campaign issue for Biden and Trump, where it's like, obviously, this is such a big issue. It will be still persisting. Right. It, like into next year, much like the Flint water thing, which is like a, people talk about still it during. don't have water. And I was going to say, <laughs> they still you don't can, have clean water. You can Florida. talk a tough game and, and talk about what you're going to do when. And if I have your vote, I vote to blah, 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 blah. It's like it all sounds good into a mic at a podium. But like. If Flint doesn't still have like trustworthy water, th- using this as a campaign issue, it's almost like a zero sum game. Like we don't need, we don't need you to debate about it a year from now. It's like we need aid and right. McDonald's now. You know, <laughs> we need Trump branded water bottles now. Uh, in other news, you have you know um, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fought. This you know, I think supersedes. Yeah, tainted what are we water. talking about? People on the other side of the world Wait, in Palestine for the Paul brothers are from Ohio. Okay. Easy said. So they got that toxic Avenger energy. Right. He's been drinking the water for years. That's why he's so rich. It's like that stuff in Space Jam. That's why he's got that lisp. Um, I didn't watch the fight. It was pretty gay. I heard that uh, he lost. Uh, Jake Paul Paul. finally fought a boxer who honestly is not much of a boxer and still lost. Well, it's not... He is (laughs) a boxer. Somewhere between Nate Robinson and... (laughs) Was it his dad? Who's, Who's he related to Fury? Tyson his brother, his brother? half brother, I believe. I think they have a different mom. Okay, which is why might explain why Tommy Fury is gorgeous. Yeah, the man's an Adonis, and Tyson Let me Fury see this beautiful hunk of cheese. Hold on, is a Tommy. schlub of all schlubs. Tommy Fury images. Oh, ooh, look at this, look at this fucking beautiful. You man. do some Timmy, Tommy, <laughs> Tim Frigay, Tim Frigay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a handsome gentleman, and I'd let him kiss me. For sure. <clears throat> this is the best part, though, is uh, at some point they cut to someone interviewing Logan Paul in the audience. This is mid-fight. And I don't think they have the entire thing here because, like, first and foremost, embarrassing is they cut to this dude who I assume is, like, he's got a mic in his face. He's probably going out, like, over the PA in the arena. He, like, screams out that Tommy Fury's a bitch. You're like, Tommy, you're a bitch. Logan Paul does? Yeah, he's like, mid-fight. No class. This generation has no class, bro. Well, you don't think people are yelling at fighters and I don't know, every he's, fight ever? He's the brother of the other fighter. 
who's being interviewed mid-fight over the PA. Yeah. You don't yell out and call the uh, the opponent a bitch. Have some fucking respect. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but I have to come back victorious and come back on your shield. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. <laughs> That's the best part. I'm not going to give you a big speech. The interviewer asked him, what's your, your message to your brother? And then he ends it with, I love you, bro. And the interview goes, he goes, I love you too. Yeah, much to your point. These commentators and shit are just <laughs> there to take idiots. Jake Paul's money and be like, you're the best, dude. Win or lose. Love Everybody's a winner tonight. I love you, bro. Uh, you sent me another article. Woody Harrelson really blew it on SNL. Didn't watch this well, week. I never watched. Bluey. Bluey. Yeah. Bluey. I'll watch from time to time. A lot of times I like doing it right. after we've been having some drinks for the fights or something, and now it's Saturday evening, and it's like, this will be fun to... I don't know. Yeah, I just saw that a bunch of... Like, Either it'll make us laugh or we'll make each other laugh by talking about how shitty this is. A bunch but of queefy columnists were all up in arms that he made a COVID conspiracy joke in his monologue. Uh, Woody Harrelson had one cogent moment in his mess of a monologue during last Sunday night's SNL. Cogent. <laughs> What's cogent mean? Is that... Uh, like, is cogent good? Because it was a mess and there was only one good part? I'm going to guess it's like like cohesive or like uh, clear. Of an argument or case. Clear. Logical. Clear. Convincing. Wow. Nailed it. Cohesive. Nailed it. No, it doesn't say that. But you're right. Um, in one of the thousands of tangential asides, uh, he dis- I feel dumb right now, dude. Two words in the first sentence, and I'm just like, I'm not sure. He was going on a tangent. <laughs> right. I knew that. He described telling a friend whom Harrelson visited in Austin the week prior and is a meat eater. And none of this mattered to the monologue, but is an example of... I was going to say, what the none fuck is this None of this matters about? to the article either. Holy I was looking, shit. clicked on the author of this article, and this is this lady's life, is to review SNL for Vanity Fair. Just yada, kill yada, yourself. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, maybe the writers just wanted to send up Harrelson's reputation so, as a blowsy stoner, and indeed, that was the joke in multiple sketches throughout the show. It's like, I got to go to work and fucking like pretend that Bowen Yang was funny. I got to write an article about what Bowen Yang did this week. Anyway, so he's a stoner, and the, the big joke of the night was, isn't that fun? I'm famous, and I smoke weed. No, no, no. Anyways. He, he makes this whole joke about like getting a script that was about like a drug cartel who takes over the world and forces everyone to take their drug. And it, he means Pfizer. He's just, it's a Pfizer joke. I'm not to that part yet. I'm still talking about uh, the sketches in which he, the, he's, him smoking weed is the joke. Uh, this would mean that the monologue's crime was one of lazy writing that hung Harrelson out to dry. The trip to Austin, the shout out to his single handsome manager slash drug mule, Jeremy in the audience, the trees in Central Park, his anarchist Marxist deconstructionist leanings, the seven months he quit drinking last year. It was chaotic and rambling and boring and oof, embarrassing. They act like that's not Un- the case every week. Uncle Woody is talking nonsense and needs to go to bed. Yeah, this, this is just some fucking... A journalist who's still a teenager. It's, you know? it's just the, a required like condescension because he expressed a conservative value on their beloved SNL. Regurgitating this is making the me feel tolerant left ashamed. saying, why do I have to tolerate someone who disagrees with me? All right, let me find the joke. It's not hey, lay your head on the palm. <laughs> Fire up a hooter from Jeremy <laughs> and start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The movie. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians okay. and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. I'm listening. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs <laughs> and Hell keep yeah. taking them over and over. 
I threw the script away. I mean, who is gonna believe that crazy idea? <laughs> Being forced to do drugs? Just not I doing well in the room. No, his and long. ours. Anyway, it's about that time. Got his arms out like he's being crucified. Oh, I guess they've started giving a jacket to someone who's hosted five times. Oh, my God. So he kept referencing that. That was that, that joke. I see he did a Colaguard bit, too. Maybe if this were last week, it would be relevant to play. Yeah, they're ripping us off. Yeah, someone's fucking tapping into our podcast for SNL material, and it turns out it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? What else? We could just get into obits. I'll be your bartender. Hell, yeah. Let's... uh. Let's see what's going on with that. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. Open this up, it's gonna have my card in it. Pick a card, any card. Now open the bottle. Like I said, not a whole lot going on this week with the obits. So Madonna's still alive. Madonna is unfortunately still breathing, but her brother Anthony Sison is not. Uh-oh. You like that timing? Sad and blue line? Right on the death notification? I don't think she cares much. I think they were estranged. Madonna's older brother, Anthony Sissone, dead at 66. The eldest sibling, Anthony Sissone, died Friday. Quote, most family members had a difficult relationship with him due to his disease with alcohol. Yeah. I'm dealing with mine right now while I watch Term take this shot. Cheers, bro. (laughs) Cheers, Madonna's bro. Madonna helped support her brother when he would accept that support. During his final months, he was in contact with family. But this past week, he refused the support that the rehab facility offered. And it was clear he was ready to move on. So what, he drank himself to death? Like a virgin. What is the support that he said no to that is tied to him not being alive anymore? Oof. Look at this fucking mugshot. Rough. Damn. Madonna's brother. Woof. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess he. I would, I would guess that he drank himself to death. Did he fill a swimming pool full of liquor and he died in it? Yeah, but he dove in the shallow end and broke his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with booze. Madonna is one of eight children who grew up in Michigan. Damn. Where her older brother was believed to have been residing when he died. What was that hard information to get? What state he died in? Delirium. Well, not only did I hardly know ye, I didn't even know you existed till <laughs> I saw this article today. So, R.I.P. Mr. Sison. Um, we also have U.S. swimming champion 42 found dead at her U.S. Virgin Islands home. Police investigate after her boyfriend. Like a Virgin wow. Islands. Didn't even catch it. Yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah! Yeah, this, uh, this one reeks of BS. <laughs> no, dude, this is from... Uh, no news, no just <laughs> BS. <laughs> <laughs> Police investigate after boyfriend found her on the floor when he returned at midnight from a bar. Yeah, likely story, buddy. Hmm. 
Uh, Jamie Kale, 42, was found unresponsive at her home in the U.S. like a Virgin Islands on February 21st. Her boyfriend, what was all that virgin talk, uh, <laughs> found her on the floor of their property after returning home from the bar. I just read all that. Why do they do this? Why is always the first thing they say it's like a, a repeat of the headline or the second paragraph is just the first? All right. Again, you're stretching. Criminal investigation. New Hampshire swimming star found dead. All I'll these read people- it a third time. All these people just like have a project due. Must be so many words. Nobody cares about this story, so no one's checking to see if they're just repeating their shit. Uh, the former University of Maine swimmer reportedly worked at a co- coffee shop in St. John. Police said that the Criminal Investigation Bureau is investigating Kelly's death after authorities were notified of a dead on arrival. Uh, Kale from Claremont, New Hampshire, was a star swimmer who competed across the U.S. in her youth. Uh, and a friend told WMUR she was... She was just, she was just, she was a very beautiful person. Uh, He probably just could have trimmed that. Uh, She had a huge heart. Uh, She was really loving and kind and well-loved and popular on the island. Everybody knows her. Um, In 1997, she competed for uh, the U.S. and the Pan Pacific Championships and won a gold medal in a relay race and won a silver medal at the 98-99 World Aquatic Swimming World Cup in Brazil. Wait, none of these were even, like, Olympics? Like you said, a bit of a slow week, but... uh, (laughs) Moving on. We hardly knew ye, nonetheless. NYC billionaire. Sounds like the boyfriend could be in hot water. Oh, yeah. Pun intended. He did it. She's a swimmer. He did it. All right. There's one more. New York City billionaire financier Thomas H. Lee blows his head off at (laughs) 78. He was once referred to as the envy of Wall Street. I want to know how many bullets he put in his head. Friends with the Clintons, billionaire, shot himself in the head. Something doesn't add up here. Ah, boy. Billionaire financier investor found dead. Self-inflicted gunshot wound, allegedly. Um, Harvard graduate had a net worth of roughly $2 billion at the time of his death, according to Forbes. The financier struck gold in his career by acquiring mid-sized companies, restoring their worth, and then selling them for wild profits. And his technique and success at the time was described as the envy of Wall Street. Uh, he leveraged His leveraged buyout deals were legendary in the 90s, pioneering financial transactions, which allowed his company in some instances to produce more than 30-fold gains oh, uh, yeah. in a matter of years. Yeah, I'm sure there's See, nothing... See, this guy's my hero. Nothing corrupt going on there. Yeah, I want to figure out how to be like this guy, but with a, with without all the Clinton Gates affiliation. He's just BlackRock the guy. Yeah. Uh, I need I need 30-fold, dude. I need some 30-fold investments, you know? That's what we're looking for. I could use like 30 bucks. Seriously. Fill my tank. This is, this is crazy. I guess the 90s, it was a different time. That's probably like the best time ever to be moving and a shaking, investing and financiering. Especially after uh, Bill Jeff lifted Glass-Steagall. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Uh, what else here? There's him and his lovely lady. Uh, they found his body at the office. EMTs pronounced him dead at the scene. Uh, Lee's official cause of death will be determined by chief medical examiner. I mean, it should be self-inflicted gunshot wound, but is the FBI looking into this as well? Something's going on, dude. I don't know if it's just the fact that I started watching X-Files last <laughs> night. or, or <laughs> Really? Something's going on. Yeah, I watched three episodes. I've never seen it before. And now the air is full of chemicals, and this guy shot himself, but did he? Could be aliens, Chinese spy balloons, stuff's... My brother was really into X Files in the nineties. I've like so really I only saw heard some of it. Our friend Dylan, it's like one of his and favorite Kevin, shows. Kevin, our old roommate, yes. 
He watched every, it through while we lived with him. Yeah, and I we just, just left the room every <laughs> avoided time. Avoided it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting the X Files. What's up? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be less uh, resistant to jumping on board eerie theories. You know. Good. Yeah, I need everything you. now. I'm gonna think could be <laughs> aliens. It's not gonna be political corruption though. I will think it's the extraterrestrials. Yeah, no, for sure. It's just people. It's just evil people usually. <laughs> um, is that the last one? I had one more. Okay. I'm gonna say I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you right now. Aliens did it. I'm gonna tell you right now. Pull up from my boy Walter Mirish. Legendary Hollywood producer who executive produced West Side Story and won an Academy Award for In the Heat of the Night. I got to tell you, there is a difference between pouring you the first shot and the second one. Didn't want the first one. Yeah. This is going to be a rough month. And ask, it hasn't even started yet. I might ask for a third. Yeah, dude. We got a whole other show to do on Patreon. I don't know if I'll be sober <laughs> for that one. <laughs> you ever see In the Heat of the Night? No. They call me Mr. Tibbs. It's a great movie. Uh, what year is it from? I would gonna say '68. I'll never watch it. Sydney Poitier. Never gonna watch it. Sydney I'm that guy now. Poitier and uh, Rod Steiger. It's a really good movie. I only watch modern bad movies, not old good ones. It's about a, a black cop who goes like to the south to solve a crime, and he gets a bunch of shit from the whiteies. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I also I've just never watched, seen West Side Story. I just watched it with my grandpa. Okay. And we were like arguing over this song. And I swear, this is this is the song Officer Krupke. Gee, Officer Krupke. I know it from Curb. Krupp, you. We had a Curb argument where my grandpa is saying that at the end of this song, they say, fuck you, which was like a big deal. It's Krupp you. Cause it's, cause it's, and I'm like, no, grandpa, they say Krupp you. And we were well, he should know. I know. Like, he should. But we're like arguing, and I'm like, I swear to God, the this thing is, is a curb you episode. only know it from Curb, so you're like, maybe you didn't know that. I've watched it with them. I have ears. They don't say fair fuck. enough. They say Krupp you. <laughs> they couldn't say fuck. That's how they got around it. Was they called? They said Krupp. His name. He is 92. The ears are going. I'm and sure. I, and I tell this to myself all the time, I, like not to argue with him. Yeah. And I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like, you know, like what can America do with this crazy Putin guy? And I'm like, ah, uh, this week, what do well, we do with Putin? It's like, well, they can like not provoke him with NATO. They could pull their NATO bases out of the Ukraine. And then he's just like, you're crazy. You watched Fox yeah. News. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't just. I don't know why I can't just be like, you're right, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Vladimir Putin is a psycho, and Joe Biden's the coolest. Yeah, just <laughs> just entertain it. Why not? It'll be dead. Whatever soon. he thinks, just let him have it. I it doesn't can't matter. Do it, and then I get ha- like I find myself like, what are you doing? Yeah, I do the same just thing. Don't, just, just with not grandparents. Just let him think it's fuck. Everybody else in my life, my girl, dun, I'll just be dun, like, <laughs> just say, just nod and say like, yep. Yeah, I agree. No, no, but they're not going to be. Why dead do soon. I always have to? They're not in the twilight of their life. Yeah. We should watch the new one though. West Side Story? Yeah. So that's not the one you watch with your grandpa. You watch the old one. Hell no. No. You think I'm going to start with the new one if I'm going to watch it at all? Which I'm not. I honestly should try to watch it with my gramps. It's like the one movie from the last 10 years that he might be able to like process. Is he going to? How is he going to feel about the Afro Latina? I mean, it's the the original is Latino. I thought it was like white dudes wearing like mm, for the most part, but Rita Moreno <laughs> is Puerto Rican. She won the Oscar for the original. 
Yeah, you told me. You did a... Natalie Wood plays one of the other Puerto Rican girls, and I'm pretty sure Natalie Wood was not Puerto Rican. I could be wrong, though. Natalie Wood was cute. And you know what? I was looking at pictures would, of Natalie, Natalie Wood yesterday. She kind of reminds me of Aubrey Plaza. Natalie Wood. She was gorgeous. Yeah, I see it. There was one picture in particular where she's got like, uh, she's all made up. She's got like really pink lips. Yeah, I love those pink As lips. opposed to blue lips, like when they pulled her out of the water. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but God damn, good looking lady. Yeah, I can, I, I, I'll allow it. Why is he calling me again? Um, <laughs> Grandpa's got shit going on today, dude. It's not important. Um, what else? I guess there's just this Mario is gay article, but we could save that for Patreon. This is what I really want to know. Um, oh, I, I guess you know what? Fuck that. Let's do some fan questions because I have leftovers from the Instagram. Uh, we could do that, right? We're done with the obits. Yes. Let's do a couple of fan questions on this half because we actually uh, have the stock. Wrong thing. It's time for fan questions. It's time for fan questions. TPS report. Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. First question comes from Aaron. It says, would you rather have to grab a pile of dog shit every time? <laughs> I already like this one. Would you rather have to grab a pile of dog shit every time you saw one or punch the smallest person in each room you enter? Toddlers included. Babies can be excluded or not. What do you draw the line with a baby and a toddler? Um, hmm. I mean, you have to go with dog shit because of laws. Is toddler not just a classification of baby? I thought toddler. I thought baby could be like three, but a toddler is like exactly. Or am I thinking of infant? Infant. Anyways, uh, I gotta just grab the shit. That's like actually a metaphor for life. Sometimes you gotta just squeeze every pile of shit you see. Yeah. And take one for the team, because it, first of all, it's illegal. It's it's assault. That's assault, brother. That's physical abuse and uh, child abuse as well. If we're playing by your fucked up rules, Aaron. Now, <laughs> since the question is posed, I'm gonna assume that there are no punishments so i'm gonna punch the babies <laughs> but see now that now it's a moral question if we take law out of it we can't just remove morality too and morally speaking would you rather wash your hands or beat the shit out of toddlers you and didn't babies? say beat the shit punch the smallest person in the room i don't have to punch well, you don't think one punch for me is gonna fucking <laughs> decimate beat the, the shit of, yeah uh i'm Fair i'm enough. actually i have a there's still a part of my heart that isn't rotten and black yet um, so I'm going to just squeeze the dog shit. I also take our, I basically do it every day, a couple right. times a day with a baggie in between me. <laughs> I pick his shit up and mush it around a little because I like the texture in between my fingertips. Here's a loophole. Zoo, 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 sweet, squeeze it. It says grab a pile of dog shit every time you see one. Why don't you just look up? Don't look your down. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Don't look down at the ground. <laughs> I'd rather step in it than have to grab one I don't know. every time As long time as you're I not in it. East Palestine, Ohio, you look up, there's going to be floating <laughs> shit particles. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. So I'm going dog shit. You're going baby punches. Got it. I could have predicted that answer. Yeah. Uh, next one. You eat ass. I think we all know the answer to this. That's the question. Yep. Yes. Uh, I, I love to eat tush. I don't. Love they call it. me the keister feaster. <laughs> I definitely did it more. You as a don't younger love man. it. You just said no. Definitely, <sighs> it's not part of. It's not like a mandatory thing in like a sexual encounter. 
I need a man. It kind of used to be. When I was like in college, I always wanted some something with the ass. I'm always, I'm gonna put my face in it. It's my I'm go slip to. Slip a finger in. It's the first place I go. <laughs> See, that's 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 the difference. I'll do it too. It's still fine with me, but it's like I like the whole thing. I don't even need to lick <laughs> like the asshole. You like smooching the cheeks? Yeah, just like I'll do that. That's tongue like in the crack. Sensual. It's a uh, arousing. <sighs> yeah, it's getting squeeze me. a boob, kiss a cheek. <laughs> the terms getting shoved it's up. Get me gotta, worked we, up. We got to move on. Um, but yeah, obviously, dude. Just one more than the other. Uh, when do you guys think you'll blow up? Ooh, good question. I would say never. Uh, I would say I gave up on that dream three hours ago. I don't know. <laughs> if it wasn't like three years ago, it was just now. Uh, you're so much more talented than 99% of rappers and the industry in general. Oh, thank you, Booby. So we already know this question is coming from an absolute moron. <laughs> Have you found anyone that can market tight verbiage? Uh, no. No, not yet. <laughs> At least not, we're any, trying. not anybody who's willing to. No, we're trying and it's not going great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think I, I, I sort of don't know about that. I just there there was a period when I thought I guess it was like the, the I had more youth and naivety. But I thought like, yeah, obviously with the trajectories going so well will be a big deal. And like now it's looking back at over a 12 year career of, you know, doing this where I don't know how to define blow up. I already feel pretty. Uh, grateful for the position we're in. And I was just bitching totally as recently as a couple of hours ago, affecting my mood about how like, it's just like, we got to do more. We haven't released, we, all of our release plans keep getting fucked up and pushed down the hill for reasons that seem to be out of our control. And then like, just generally speaking, you know, stream money, I'm grateful to have it. All these precursors and disclaimers. I'm just happy to, you know, a lot of people still got to punch the clock. But you know, I, I do wonder when, Lord, when, when's going to be my time. Yeah. When, Lord, when? When's going to be my time? Uh, but yeah, blowing up, I just don't picture that happening. And I'm trying not to just, I don't know, like people tell you, don't don't think that way. You know, but it's, I, I don't think I'm going to be like selling out arenas like fucking Jay-Z or something. I don't think we're going to be legends I think it's in the hip hop counterproductive community. for that to be the goal at this point. Yeah, I just kind of want more steadily. And it, and it starts with us mostly. But, uh, you know, we could do a better job ourselves of goal setting uh input versus output like you know working on more things to have more releases uh, we actually do have a lot of stuff in the work so uh that's a that's a good thing that's different than the last couple of years we we have releases around the corner it's just there's still these little hiccups with them and yeah you know like i said grateful for the stream money but it's dog shit it's like it's not like selling records in the 90s it's it's pennies on a dollar per stream barely and we split it between two of us so even a solo act out there that has like similar support is doing twice as good as each of us as individuals. Right. So it's just like, yeah, I, I, I wonder and like I usually don't let it discourage me, but I just happen to find myself in one of those funks today where it's just like, what the fuck is next? Meanwhile, things are great. We actually we're shooting a fucking video this weekend. We have the Chicago headliner show the following weekend. We have music in production. Like things are going good and it's still just like that's the that's a part of it. That's like I don't know. That could be a good thing. Back to the question from maybe last week of like depression making good art. It's like, I'm not trying to be depressed, but I'm definitely in that mode where I'm sick of fucking around, you know? Right. Which, which could lead to good things and, and more motivation. And there's efforts. different types of depression. They don't all breed creativity. 
Yeah. You know, you want to be careful about which one you allow yourself to slip into. Absolutely. Lately, I found myself uh, trying to write just in, a, in that place of like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, yeah. have, I don't have anything to say. But we've also done some shit. We've recorded the ideas that we have. We just did um, There's a, zillion a feature rappers. for a friend where like, you know, we put some of the stuff we've had on his song where it's like, yeah, sometimes you're just kind of running on empty <laughs> and inspiration. You, you can't just like flip the switch. So it's... uh. How but then, yeah, when like something? weeks or months go by, you got to realize, like, all right, is this fucking is the electricity still on in this right. house? I got to flip the switch. How are you going to say something that one of the zillion other rappers hasn't said or isn't saying already? Yeah, and if you say it and you're proud of it, and like you know, I feel like musically speaking, the products we put out and that we we're definitely going to put out, like we we have faith in them. Like we know they're good. We know these songs we're working on. They're dope. We know the next thing we're going to, that we're going to release is going to be well received. It's just a matter of us to get it out there. But then, yeah, kind of the, the last part of Robert's question, have you found anyone that can market tight verbiage? Just a reference to Holly weird, but still it's like, we do need help. That was my next point. We, we like, we've had uh, we've been transparent about having a uh, uh, negative experiences with like a, a management thing in the past and right now and for years about four years now we're unmanaged we have like nobody we have somebody who helps us book our shows and we're glad for it however when we release a product how does it get in front of the right audience how do you ensure that like you know that there's any marketing at all like that's the hard part it's like once it's done just releasing it it's like it could be your biggest fans will be stoked for a day or two to check it out and then be like yeah i like some of that song like whatever their commentary is but mm -hmm. are they really going to be is it going to be getting shared is, are you doing things to promote it with the proper amount of videos or back in the day it would be like you know morning radio or something or just a blog write-up right. it's like who, who the fuck is dying to just do that like we do need that help and we're not asking for it and even if we wanted to ask for it we don't know where to start a lot of times so you just get stuck. It's you want just to talk like, depressing. I had to like give my 92-year-old grandfather yesterday a breakdown of like how the music industry works nowadays. Yeah, was he rolling it's, his eyes it's justifiably? It's all Chinese to him. He doesn't understand like what Spotify is. Yeah. What is a stream? I know he calls this podcast our radio show when you say that we're going to do one of these. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I get it like I don't know. I'm already I I'm 35 and I feel so disconnected from like just the, the next level of that with Gen Z and TikTok and other platforms that I'll like somebody will tell me about or why somebody is, is trending, whether it's for outrage or being successful at something like I don't get it. I'm just I don't feel like I'm playing that game. Just like your grandpa's never gonna understand like Spotify. He'll probably just want to put a record on or something, right? Like what's the older equivalent to it's listening almost like to music? More preferable the old format that we kind of started doing this under, which was the industry gatekeepers that are like record labels. Yeah. And that's kind of been washed away. But I almost prefer it now to the, like, every fucking person alive is your competition. Yeah, yeah. And they seem to be, even, like, whether you think their music is dope or not, like, if they're hustling, they're playing this game, which I think, I, I always call it, like, a slot machine. And if they're young, algorithm they're better roulette. at playing it than you are. Exactly. So people that are just posting reels and TikToks every day, and even if the song sounds, I don't know, I might hear it and think, like, oh, our shit's better than that, doesn't mean it's going to do better. Just doesn't mean it's going to reach more ears that we're going to. We also like, we just see that. We were joking before the episode started about like how to shoot a promo video for something. And Term was like, all right, I'll be standing in the doorway and then you'll like have your headphones on and I'll be like, hey, dude. And then you like take your headphone off. I was, like, I was kidding. I'll be like, Cause I know, but that, <laughs> I just want to let the people know. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was sarcastic because that's like a thing that everybody's doing, but Everyone. we will never do. 
Like Never. that's not how we're not trying to be sketch comics to promote our show or Look, our new we release. We did it ten years ago with the fucking promoting our mixtape, and then I like lean over and turn off. The that was light, pretty funny. I'm like, no, Shut up. That was it's hilarious. Funny. That was. Well, I'll do that again. We do it in our own branded style. It's <laughs> fun, but to do it the way everyone else is doing it, and they're doing it because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's getting very played out, at least to me. It makes me want to stab my eyes out. Yeah, looking at what other people, who I guess we would have the same job title, right? Like, musician. Like, marketing your music with video content. That's part of the job, and we're just not doing it as well as we once did, and as well as, like, everybody else who maybe, for lack of a better word, shame. They seem to have much less shame right. than us, because we wouldn't do it. We're not playing the... You know, I'll put a fucking wig on, and now I'm playing a different character who isn't me, so I can talk to myself from the camera B angle. I like, hey, if it's working for you, do it. But also, if it's like you're just following a pattern because you saw it work for someone else, I don't know. How much of your heart is really in that as the art? Like, are you trying to be a bad actor in TikTok sketches or a good musician? And we're still trying to be good musicians. My point being, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if you fucking aren't willing to market it, like the way people want to receive content i don't like making these little edits where you put lyrics on the video and stuff it's like just listen to what i'm saying i also like watching movies with captions on so i could be a hypocrite here but it's just like when when you're like catering because that's what everybody needs to consume the content it's like i don't want them to read my verse i want them to hear it you know yeah meanwhile i feel like i have to slap the text on every fucking promotional thing and video snippet we release now because that's how people that's how they get their shit the people have spoken this is what we like we like reading the fucking script. We, we don't like hearing it and paying attention. Well, I think that's largely for people who are in a public space. Yeah. Somehow that engages you with the video, and even if you're not listening to it, there's like there's got to be some market research which shows that like that engages better. For sure. And it, that's it's all like uh, shaping, reshaping people's interests and how they are willing to consume stuff. Like the algorithm is reshaping that. They're like, oh, people like the text videos? And then like other, whatever, uh, influencers, comedians, musicians, they start being hip to that. Like, oh, those videos do well. Now, like, now, now every video looks the same. Every video is, yeah. it, it all looks the same. We're all doing the same thing again. So whether you're acting from the, each side of the doorway or putting the text on the shit, it's like we're all kind of conceding a little bit from whatever we would have come up with, just us and how we would present our brand. And we're just conceding a little bit to play your game. Yep. Because you guys, the algorithm dictated that this is successful material. This content is working. That bothers me. That shit bothers us. Meanwhile, it's like, you got to do it. You got to play ball. You got to get your music on TikTok. You got to do this. You should be on Snapchat. You should be doing this. It's like, you hear that your whole career. And it's like, did we need to be on Snapchat and TikTok? Is that why we're not doing better? I don't fucking know anymore, dude. You know? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's mostly just like our output and it going through this roller coaster, you know, peaks and valleys of output. And we've been in a valley lately, but we could, we could use help. I don't trust, like, I'm not just looking for a manager, but wouldn't mind getting some intern resources to branch out and just help us make flyers and whatever. I don't know the things we need, graphics, merchandise, help me fucking, uh, with the media management for the podcast or How something. How do we get a Funko Pop of right. ourselves? Um, it, it's something that we're never not going to struggle with. It's just like, even if you're doing well, you could be doing better. But uh, the, the the line you walk of like, can I do it alone? And you, we're trying to. 
I don't know if everybody you see on TikTok is like editing their own videos and most of them are, you know, it's not hard at this point. Another yeah. thing that is crazy, I spent like $100,000 going to college for video editing because it was like my passion and I really loved like film and how it was put together and arrangements and stuff and I'm like, "Oh, this will help me in the and future you, knowing you how to have like this skill." Now a everybody has the app software to, and a program. I movie on your phone, everybody's doing it. You can just slap the text on that way. I still do it in my on my computer when I like I want to do it my way because that's we how come I know from how to edit generation where that requires like a special software with a license and a and a membership however though it's like it's just one of those things that makes you feel like you're playing the same game everyone's playing it's like i thought i had an advantage i'm yeah. like i was a professional video editor who brought those skills to palmer square's video content and same with editing audio on a podcast or something it's like i know how to do this shit I've been doing it for a long time, and it's like I thought I was carving this lane that not every single kid with a fucking phone or a microphone or whatever is like capable of doing and more it's successfully easy. light work because nobody's really looking for like the, the the cleverness out of shit anymore. They're kind of just looking for the quantity. It feels like it's like you gotta if you upload every day, the algorithm will recognize that you're being active and they'll push it to more people. And it's like you're trying to think like a robot. We're all becoming androids. Yeah, you, you realize you're letting like a billionaire's marketing algorithm dictate the way yep. you create. Um, so yeah, I guess never would be the answer to the question. <laughs> it's never going to blow up. I don't know. Blow we're we're obviously uh, we're obviously gonna you're, you're gonna see us be promoting our shit in uh, cringy or not. So whatever short form video content. That's like what we need to do more for sure. Uh, just doesn't mean we're happy about it. But whatever, such is life. Anyways, we are gonna uh, we're working on something right now, and I made our next Patreon goal uh, the release of that. So when we when we snap 300 patrons, which we were close, we did a big jump after we moved the podcast over here. So uh, thank you to everybody that signed up, and uh, we are going to release a new rap video very shortly. One take rap videos. Um, First one since Kazam Demic. I don't even count those, dude. I think it's gonna be like the new acknowledge as far as like. Dude, we, we, we shot all the Kazam Demics like at our apartments, you know? It's still. Well, we normally, shot all the original one takes at our apartment. People didn't scoff at that. Yeah, but the good ones, I don't know. Like, we're, we're, we, you can't just shoot every fucking video in your living room. The rape room and rooms come. That, then and we're the doing, spit takes and the showcases, those weren't at our apartments. Yeah. Um, Unlistenable was, though. So, yeah, patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. You scratch our backs, blah, blah, blah. Um, TPS Sports Podcast at gmail.com and 708-797-3079. I forgot to read oh, yeah, we didn't get to, YouTube um, comments. How people were mad that Marky Mark gave the award to Everything Everywhere All at Once because most of the cast is Asian and he beat up two Asian guys in 1988. Let's save it for Patreon. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? <laughs> that he beat up Asian guys in the 80s? No. Yeah, he beat the shit out of them. Shut up. You knew that? You just always knew that about and Mark And he was Wahlberg. like, goddamn gooks. Jesus. He said it, not me. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> I always put words in someone's mouth and go, he said it. And then you, you mispronounce the slur, so it's not that bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do I do this every week now? I get logged out. Oh, I think it's because you're gay. Hold on. How, most, am I, how am I? It's most definitely. Oh, I did. know why. It's because my friend stayed at our house and he had to log into his fucking Google and now I'm logged out every Right. Time. The idiot strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. We're not going to get into his dumbassness, but he's dumb. What am I even looking for anymore, you guys? Jesus Christ. A way out. That's what I'm looking for. Just a way out of this shit. It's like I want to blow my head off, but I need to earn $2 billion first. All right, here's some uh, YouTube comments. Uh, I almost forgot. 
That's weird I said that because the first one is on the vinyl promo video. It says, you forgot to add something to your wiki. I took the liberty. You're welcome. Ah, fuck. I'm going to pull up our Wikipedia. Oh, the, the little like clap drop sounds like a fart. Um, what did this asshole add to our Wikipedia? I wouldn't know what he added and what you added because I haven't looked at it since you said you updated shit. I'll read a couple more comments in the meantime. Word video. Holy fuck. That's the skinniest joint I've seen outside of an anti-drug ad from the 90s. Uh, I got jabbed. Count it. And for the record, term rolled that joint. I smoked it. My character still What did he say? I wasn't listening. I'm looking at our Wikipedia. Uh, you rolled the shittiest joint in the world for the word video. The word video? <laughs> yeah. We smoked a joint in that? I did. And you rolled it for me, so... It looks like I'm the chucklehead. Yeah, I've always got shit for my joints got, and the way they look. He, he got shit. Caught, I meant to say. <laughs> he got shit. I always get guff. I mean, they're not great, but it's like... It's aesthetic. People got... so That's another you thing. You light it, just you got breathe it in, at. and it burns, and you get high. Yeah. So what the fuck? Presentation is everything. Uh, did you find... She the, ease up off my back about it. Uh, is there a, an obvious revision to our wiki? Really it probably just says these guys are gay. I really uh, don't see one. Uh, they're gay. All right. Well, you should have been more fucking descriptive, asshole. I took the liberty. You're welcome. We can't figure it out. Okay. We don't know what you wrote, dude. We don't know. MC Showcase. If the second verse was a good rapper, Term K makes it big. Too bad. Sadly, that's directed at me. I am the I second rapper. I was again. Someone's talking shit make me you? repeat it? <laughs> I know. I heard it. <laughs> See, if I were a good rapper, all you your MC Showcase verse wouldn't have had me rapping on it, and then you would have made it big. We wouldn't be complaining about how to like make money and be more successful. You would have had all that if I didn't rap right after you. Right, I would have been my signed bad. by Shady Records. Right, my bad. That's my bad. I did that to you. Uh, same guy, same video. Term K held back by a bad rapper. R.I.P. <laughs> Personally, I feel like the first comment sufficed. No. This is not no my one's week, hold, you guys. No one's held me back more than myself. Thank you. It's like, I can't say it, then I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my verse on MC Showcase, first try. First try. It sounds like I'm the good rapper. All right. <laughs> took term hours to land his verse once. <laughs> took a long And then I had to come time. in first try and do that. Not bitter. <laughs> uh, so long video. Uh, we need more songs like this. Mayday. Dude, what the fuck happened to your dashboard? Uh, you know, Road Rage. Term's fist had to fly through it a few times. Uh, Unlistenable, which was shot in our old living room and and didn't suck. I'll, I'll allow that one. Uh, they had a healthy medium of... Uh, they, a healthy medium of atmosphere and ASAP rock. Do you think we sound anything like those two guys like blended together? Not at all. Lyrically, I, I get. I guess I get the ASAP comparison. ASAP Rock. Yeah. All in it together now. I said lyrically, not tone of voice. I don't sound anything like that guy? Lyrically, I don't, I don't he's got good lyrically. Raps. He has good verses. I'm not saying There's he doesn't. Bad. There's a lot of people with good verses who don't sound anything like us. That's why I'm saying lyrically, not sound. What the is words. what does that mean? The lyrically. patterns. I disagree. He's all over the place. Syllabically. Patterning, rhyme structure, punchline setup, punchline. You're not going to get me to agree here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this fucking not guy Not his added. voice, of course. It sounds see, like I don't see anything on here that's different from what I said. Thanks a lot, dude. As if this episode wasn't meandering enough, you fucked it with your wiki comment, dude. 
Anyways, uh, brainwash video. <laughs> Boom dip my ninjas. Dank as always. I think that's on the American Psycho thing. And uh, shit's ill, good shit. <laughs> on the American Psycho post too. So that's plenty. TPS Reports Podcast at gmail.com, 708-797-3079. And uh, like I said, patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. We're going over there. We have to talk about Mark Wahlberg being a racist. We have to talk about Mario Reformed. being gay. Reformed gay. What? I just remember Mark Wahlberg might not be a racist anymore. He learned. Oh, I thought you were talking. I thought you found the wiki thing and it said we were reformed again. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, it was like 35 years ago he did that. People don't forget. Maybe he added term K. I'm pretty sure I kept that in though. Maybe he'll comment on yeah, maybe the final I, promo video next week. Maybe I hate this guy. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Get on over there if you like the podcast. Uh, $5 a month. It's a it's a steal. Mm. PalmerSquares.com slash shop. Get some merch. And the uh, Planet of the Shapes vinyl still available at BishopRecords.com. Get yours and uh, send us some fan mail. The Palmer Squares P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, Illinois 60647. Uh, I already said at the top, but just a reminder, tickets on sale. Get them anytime between now and next Saturday, March 11th. Uh, we're going to be headlining... Um, in Chicago at Martyrs, uh, followed by our next show, which is actually going to be Pudge just texted me too. He's got the flyer here. Pudge, Pudge Palooza, his annual birthday party in Denton. Pudge, yeah. the Palmer Squares uh, character Ben Buck and uh, Magic by Richie Flo. I wonder if he's going to do any Jameson bottle tricks. Damn, it's going to be a magician there. Uh, DJ sets by Juicy the Emissary. April seventh, eight p.m. Live at Harvest House. Two dollar cover at the door only. Ooh, Damn, that's a hot I, ticket. I, talk about a steal. Here's your two dollars. I wonder if the magician's gonna drink a glass of water from East Palestine, Ohio, and, and, and like, survive. How do you <laughs> That'll do be that? magical. <laughs> um, ha cha cha, yada yada. Oh, so Denton. That's a- April seventh, and then we start our bad fish run. Uh, five nights with those guys. April twelfth, Fayetteville, Arkansas. April thirteenth, Tulsa, Oklahoma. April fourteenth, Grapevine, Texas. Uh, April fifteenth, Austin, Texas, and April sixteenth, Houston, Texas. Uh, tickets for all those are also on sale now at palmersquares.com. Uh, but besides that, um, speaking of it's a steal. Jerk off just forced me to read our whole Wikipedia. Yeah, I, ter- terms been checked out. And I I'm don't. Just, I'm like plugs. It's time for plugs. I don't see any difference. Uh, yeah, he got us. The motherfucker got us. He's just giggling right now. <laughs> I would have made a segue three minutes ago when I said something about it's a steal. This is stolen art by Tropidelic and Little Stranger. I need to get my fucking Irie vibes. Dude, I need some good vibes. Und Irie. I need to get on my Woody Harrelson tip and we smoke really a hooter. Just like abandon everything that we've been doing musically and just start doing reggae rap. Yeah. It really, it really is seemingly such a bigger market for that than whatever we've been trying to do. White reggae does. It's like rock, paper, scissors, but and, and like white reggae is the paper to our white rapper rock. Yes. Does that make sense? <laughs> I got you. Uh, what's the goddamn playlist? Smoochie Gang on Spotify. And I guess there's going to be a new playlist coming soon for all of the intro songs. Yeah. Just for fun, whenever Term makes that. What do I call it? Emo intro bit playlist. With no Boy. emo songs on it. <laughs> yeah. Still, yeah. It's all rap. The emo intro song playlist. Um, we're still going to try and book some shows also for uh, later this spring. Um, get an update soon. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, this is Stolen Art by Chop and Little Stranger, and uh, we'll see you on Patreon 
momentarily for Mark Wahlberg and his racist actions in the past. QAG! Peace. We're in the fast lane, we just stole it on. We don't care what you say, cause we made it ours. It's a fool's game that we play the part. We are who we are, we are who we are. We're in a hot chase down the boulevard. If you know switch lanes, you can make it hard. If I'm, if I'm never gonna be a star, we still are who we are, we are who we are. Yeah. Pickpocket and pile of Picassos On the run with the gun and the Rocco Hospital till we hit in the lotto Stay true with the crew, that's the motto No head stepping, no days off It's a game we reppin' No James Bond, just James B Gimme, yeah, we stay winning with the rap New tendency, you're never gonna get it No, not at all Man, the writing's up, up on the wall Who you gonna call? No Ghostbusters Got you flustered, got you stalled Got you all inside of our bombs Thieves in the night, no need for alarm Stealing a feeling, hearing the song Can't hear your arms straight, thank God We're in the Stolen on We don't care what you say Cause we made it ours It's a fool's game That we play the part We are who we are We are who we are We're in a hot chase Down the boulevard If you don't switch lanes You can make it ours If I'm, if I'm never gonna be a star We still are who we are We are who we are I used to do this for the sake of the art I never thought twice about trying to chart Now I write shit just to pick it apart Cause my biggest concern has been leaving my mark Somebody said I'm a star So I want the money and cars I'm tossing and turning up all night But I ain't afraid of the dark I just been putting that work in Like I ain't got nothing to lose Everyone wanna tell me what to do But you cannot relate, you don't fit in my shoes I forgot that I love what I do I forgot I got nothing to prove To people who love me, I'm already somebody I lost my way, but I'm back to my roots Fast lane, we just stole it on